I don't want to be the, uh, the guy that pulls back the curtain too far. But uh, let's just say Sally and I have been snacking before this episode. Aggressively snacking. Aggressively snacking. How many times did we go back to the snack drawer? I think three. Three times? Yeah. Well, I couldn't make up my decision between uh, cheesy Chex Mix and okay. Gardetto's. See, I'm a Gardetto's boy. And I am too. I'm a Gardetto's girl, but I went against my better judgment and went for the cheese Chex Mix. Do you regret the decision? <sighs> they were fine. They weren't great. Okay. The one thing that they have going for them is they don't have the um, rye chips. So you don't like the I rye chips. I hate rye those, chips. Those are the, the brown, salty mm-hmm, brown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. bits of awesomeness. I As I've gotten older, I've... I will eat a rye chip. But you're not actively picking them but out. But I'm not like, oh, let me find those. See, with the, with the Chex Mix, though, they do the the Chex, which I'm all about, but the small, like, hard rye Chex, the little guys, uh-huh. the other squares, I'm, I, I don't like those. Oh, see, I actually like those. Yeah. Give me the, the best, the best, I, what do you want to call it, like, roster player of the Chex Mix is the white sourdough. When it gets cheesy, in the cheesy Chex Mix. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I thought awesome. you were going to say the breadstick. The breadstick. We we no, have no, talked no. about this at length. I think on the mail in like probably two years ago, <laughs> is the You're worst like, one, by far. The breadstick. Um, the squiggly thing. Yeah. Besides my besides my hatred for the the small rye square, or the brown. No, the square. rye square is better than a. a Do you like that more than the the puffy square? The puppy no, squares. no, no, no. I'm just saying okay. anything is better than the breadstick. Gotcha. I just disagree with that. Okay. I, the breadstick, it's down on the list, but it's better than the rice square. Anyway, welcome to the Mail-In Podcast, everybody. We answer your questions. You run into situations in your 20s or 30s that you need help with, like debating the merits of Chex Mix ingredients. Get a laugh and maybe walk away with something useful. How can you help us out Tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. Send them a clip or segment that made sense for their situation. Uh, hit subscribe on iTunes, maybe a follow on Spotify, and hit the hotline number. We have three voicemails today. 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can hit the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast, and write it in in that fashion. So we got a lot to get to today. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I was going to bring something up. Okay. And then I forgot what it was, so <laughs> let's just move on. Let's hit it. Okay. What's up, mail and crew? New listener here. Shouts. Nice. I'm recently engaged and wondering who plans what. Between the engagement party, bridal shower, bachelorette party, I do have my bridal party picked out, and the wedding is in Hawaii, where my fiance is from. No big deal. Love the pod so far. Sally, who is getting the task for what events? Um. Okay, so... Normally, what happens is, I would say this, your fiancé proposes to you, he is in charge of the, like, if there's a night of situation or, like, immediately afterwards, like, engagement, soiree, like, we just got engaged and I invited friends over Mm -hmm. situation, that's clearly, time has passed on that, like, sorry, you're not having one of those unless you already had it. You can have an engagement party. It's well, you can have an engagement after. party, but I'm saying like the oh, night the of engagement, engagement celebration. Like yes. Celebration. Yeah. Engagement party. All of these parties are typically thrown by other people, not you. Okay. Um, you're in charge of hosting a wedding, and other people 
are should be offering to do this for you. You can always put someone in charge of it. Um, you can I like ask someone personally. I don't think like it's you don't have to like wait around for someone to do this, especially if you're younger and your friends don't really realize this. Mm-hmm. Someone to always pawn it off on is like a mom or a mom's friends. Yep. Um, the same goes for baby showers. Like a couple of my friends offered to throw me a baby shower. My mom's friends ended up doing it, and I kind of like put. The, I told my mom like, "Hey, if they want to host it, I'm cool with that." Gotcha. So I think. Um, Bachelorette party is easy. You have your maid of honor for mm-hmm. that. Um, or if you are in, like, say your maid of honor is, like, a sister who's older or you have, like, a really, really young, like, sister or cousin or whoever it is that's, mm-hmm. like, not going to be that fun, you can kind of, like, pawn it off on someone else. I've gotcha. planned bachelorette parties that maybe the person's, like, maid of honor was, like. Their younger sister who's right. 20 well, and it's like doesn't really Right. Work. They're yeah. not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you can honestly even ask like a couple of people. Be like, hey, here's what I'm thinking, blah, blah, blah. I will say this. I think I we had a lot of headache and annoyance in the very beginning of me being in a lot of weddings when I was in my 20s where the bride was like, why aren't people reading my mind? Mm, and yeah. like, I want to be surprised. And if you're having a party that's about you, it's okay to have opinions about it. Sure. So if your friend is like, hey, where do you want to go? Is there a time? What kind of activities do you want to do? Do you want to go to a Mexican food restaurant? Do you want to go to an Italian food restaurant? Do you want to talk to boys? Do you want to stay at the hotel and be at the pool only? So like if you want to be involved in the planning, I think that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but definitely give some guidance. Like don't just be like plan something, okay, bye, and then not – be helpful. Yeah, and then be disappointed or like angry at whatever happens. Right. Yeah. And always obviously be gracious to the people that are going to host something for you. So that's that's right party. You have somebody in your bridal party do that okay. or all of them. Um depending on how big it is. Um engagement party, bridal shower, bridal luncheon um are all not totally necessary. Mm-hmm. I think a bridal luncheon is more like you, your mom, maybe your fiance's mom hosting, especially since you're having the wedding out of town where people are going to be traveling to. It's kind of like the Friday of the wedding, like before the rehearsal dinner, hosting a luncheon for your bridal party. Maybe that's cool. some of the yeah. women that are traveling in town. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I would ask your mom and maybe his mom to kind of help you host that. Okay. Um, Bridal- or, or like, or your aunts or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. The women of your life. Gotcha. What about like, so what is, this is ignorant of me. What is the purpose of a bridal shower? A bridal shower is like a party beforehand that kind of celebrates the bride. And usually, so you can do this one of two ways. You can have just a bridal shower mm-hmm. or you can have a couple shower, um, and most of the time, this is a place to like kind of invite some people that are close to you, either in the wedding or like really close friends that are also going to be at the wedding. Okay. Um, and usually they bring a gift. And a lot of times that gift, it, it replaces like their wedding gift. Interesting. Okay. So. So you give there instead of and on the registry the or whatever. Wedding. Well, yeah. you still use the registry. Okay. You can still use the registry. But here's something that I ran into in my early 20s that I didn't realize. One of our first friends who got married had 
I'm not kidding, four different showers, which is an absurd number. This industry is getting uh, aggressive like right. that. I yeah. think that that is too many. And personally, I think if you're going to have parties, and especially if a ton of people want to throw you a party, mm-hmm. do like one in your hometown. Okay. okay. Or like, you know, one where you live <clears throat> and then one with his family. Like if, if his mom and aunts and whatever like really want to throw you a party – let them throw you a party. It can be small, but like you don't need more than two. Okay. Yeah. That's once you get over two, that's you're kind of being a diva. No offense. And mm-hmm. I get that people want to throw you a party, but designate one person. If people want to like host something, be like, you can ask my friend so and so. She's hosting something. That doesn't include the dress shopping lunch, though, does it? Like the dress shopping brunch plus dress shopping. I mean, that's bride dependent. I think if you want, to take people with you to your dress shopping, I literally ordered my dress online. And well, that, came that's becoming a whole other event. I feel like right, but if you want that to be an event, I would think that's like a mom, sisters, maybe bridal party only. Okay. Yeah. Personally, you have to remember, and I know that we've all been in weddings and spent a shit ton of money on other people, but you also have to like be cognizant of the fact that people are going to already be spending money on you going to Hawaii. Yeah. So you don't want them to have to go to a bunch of parties. So maybe you turn. Like either, so it's if you're going to Hawaii, I bet you you end up you're somebody you just take that Wednesday or Thursday right. to do the thing. You're not just going to Hawaii for 48 hours. So maybe you do a Thursday night bridal something or a Thursday night an extra event to take place. Well, or take usually if you're having a destination wedding, people are coming. I go like Tuesday. People are going to have like a welcome party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like probably you're inviting most of the guests to the rehearsal dinner or a party after that. Mm-hmm. So these things that she's asking about are all separate from the wedding, Brett. Oh, gosh. Okay. So anyway, back to the bridal shower, couple shower. That's okay. a place for them to like kind of celebrate the couple or the bride and give gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, again, designate one person. Let them throw you one party. But you don't need to have more than two. A couple's shower is nice because then you can like kind of invite some friends and it can be like a nighttime thing, whereas a bridal shower is more like during the day brunch situation. Um, and then engagement party, I would say this. Engagement parties are fun, mm-hmm. especially that way you can kind of invite your close friends and, like, people your age to, like, have a party with you. Most people, again, will probably bring a gift. But you don't need to have an engagement party where, like, you and your fiancé there and all your couple friends and then also a couple shower. Like, just that's overkill. You don't gotcha. need it. So either have an engagement party or have a couple shower. Mm-hmm. Don't do both. And then have one bridal shower, and that's it. And usually, like, let your mom Handle friends that. host it. Gotcha. Yeah, and you can okay. even be like, hey, mom, you want to, like, if anybody's interested, cool. Mm-hmm. Again, if no one's interested in hosting it, these aren't, like, super important things. Right. Like, they're nice. But, like, no one's waking up on a Saturday morning being like, hell yeah, I get to go to a bridal shower today. <laughs> okay? Like... Let's go. It is what it is. I like it's yeah. so nice and humbling to like be celebrated as the person being celebrated. Right. But no one is like that's not what they're not living for the weekend just to go to your event. Mm-hmm. That's it's fair. not your wedding. Like weddings are a different thing, especially because they're going to travel to Hawaii. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. You know what would like help out though at a bridal shower? If they if they had a butcher box in the freezer, oh, to like feed all the people, to feed all the people, yeah. butcher box 
has become my favorite sponsor. You should see my freezer right now, Sally. It is chock full. I got ground beef. I got pork. Uh, I got chicken. I have a whole. I have a whole ass chicken actually. You I can do like a, I can chicken? I can do like a beer can chicken. Yeah. Not to mention chicken breasts. Not to mention bacon. Not to mention lobster tails, Sally. Oh, they're doing surf and turf. I have two of those just waiting to be poached. Oh, just waiting to be served and turf. Exactly. Exactly. When it comes to meat, quality matters. And when you invest in high quality meat from Butcher Box, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. Butcher Box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically. They keep the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind, always delivering the products you can trust. Shows up in the nice little butcher box, 9 to 11 pounds of meat per box. Are you, like, are you kidding me? That's hella meat. And stuff your freezer up, and then you just, then you just let it rip. I might, I might do some grilling tonight, actually. And as someone who does not like to go to the grocery store anymore, slash does not have the time, this is great. Mm-hmm. Because you can still go to the grocery store, get your produce, whatever, but you don't have to spend time. Like, I hate, I hate waiting. Yeah, me too. Me too. It. Yeah. Hate waiting at the deli counter. Nice, nice conversation. Would rather have my butcher box. Yeah. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. And for every box, free shipping for the continental U.S. Sorry to Alaska and Hawaii listeners. Skip the lines for your Thanksgiving turkey this year. This holiday, ButcherBox is proud to give new members a free turkey. Are you kidding me? Just go to ButcherBox.com slash mail-in to sign up. That's ButcherBox.com slash mail-in to receive a free turkey. That's a screaming deal. Yeah. In your first box, butcherbox.com slash mail in. Let's do a voicemail, Sally. What's up, guys? Um, I just had to call in. I'm sitting next to a guy on South Congress. Dude is uh, in his car just going to town on a bowl of soup. And uh, it's just got me wondering what's the most egregious fucking thing you can eat while you're driving? Um, I'm thinking maybe oysters, um, table side, like uh, sushi, uh, onion volcano. I, I don't know. I, I'm fucking rattled. Uh, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Can I, can I be honest with you? I can see you eating soup in your front seat, Sally. I'm a certified soup girl. <laughs> but I do not, as a rule, eat anything that requires a utensil in my car. Right. That's the rule. That's the hard and fast rule. Right. You're using I utensils mean, besides a straw. Yeah. Careful in the car. Or like also soup is a slippery slope. You don't want to be eating hot shit in the car and then like spill it. Say that five times fast. Yeah. Super slippery slope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously anything, any of those things that he just said are egregious because they're inherently not portable foods. Right. Like, you know what's dangerous for me? Anything that involves something like wet or dripping from with the, the mm-hmm, container mm-hmm. to your mouth. So like dipping saw or dipping nuggets in sauce is yep. a dangerous game in the car. You're going to get something on your pants. You're going to get something yeah, on your you shirt be careful. or the upholstery or the leather. I know people do it. I know I know you out there listening. You're like, yeah, I, I hammer Chick-fil-A nuggets in my car. I mean, yeah, everyone does. I think that careful. that's probably, I mean, the only hot substance I bring in a car is coffee. Sure. 
Because you like if it's screaming hot, there's danger involved. Yeah. Especially if you like break too fast and that thing goes all over you. You know? <laughs> yes. Um obviously nothing with utensils. I would say one thing Will and I do basically every road trip we go on. So okay. like recently when we came back from Mexico, we drove from Houston to Austin because yep. our flight was delayed. Mm-hmm. We stop at McDonald's and get a twenty nugget every time like anytime that we're driving like more than a few hours okay i don't know why i think it's because it's like always what's open and easy like there was a couple times we flew into detroit and we had to drive up to harbor and it's like 10 o'clock at night mcdonald's mm-hmm. is the only thing open that we can like that has easy access on and off to the highway 20 piece nugget with what sauce uh i think we did barbecue this last time solid but barbecue is like it's a thick enough sauce that the right. risk of dripping is is right. less than like their buffalo sauce, for example. Yeah, and you do if you're the so last time Will because there's two of us like Will was in the passenger seat and I was driving. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in charge of dipping and then like carting it over to my mouth. Oh, so he's he's or to my hand. Got it. And like. It, you have to do the maneuver where you like dip it and then you like put your hand under it so it doesn't go oh, all over the car. The, the old hover hand. Right. Yeah. I would say that's like the most you can get, like the most risk you can take. Yeah. Anything past that is too egregious. You don't want to be another thing that I think people do in their car that I am shocked by is like, truthfully, you probably shouldn't be eating like a really messy hamburger or, or like cheeseburger or like sub sandwich because shit's just oh, going to fall yes, out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like too shredded lettuce all over your lap as you're like holding and biting. And then this shit is just coming out of the sandwich. Like, Randy, can you clip that and gift that? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's already going to happen. And yeah. so you're just asking to have like oil and vinegar down your fucking leg. Exactly. Like, I, I totally agree. I've and I've tried it before. Yeah, like you, a one-handed burger. I've tried it on a Yeah. On a, a on a regular basis. Okay, here's what I will say. Okay. Texas is the only state I think that has these. I'm sure other states have these versions of this, but one thing that is sold in Texas that's like a easy to go thing is a mm-hmm. kolache. Ooh. So minimal minimal spillage risk. You can hold it, it like Yeah. Because it's if you don't know what a kolache is, it's essentially like a pig in a blanket. Um, on steroids. On steroids. Not, not the pig, the it's size. A, it's, a, it's a check thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, As in C-Z-E-C-H. It's a, yeah. It's a uh, roll. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sweet roll. Yeah. With like, usually I always go sausage, jalapeno cheese. That's the money. That's and it's money easy because shit's not going to be like falling out of it. Mm-hmm. Even breakfast tacos, you kind of risk shit falling out the end. With tacos in general, you yeah. risk like the squeeze portion right. because there's an there's an opening for um, ingredients to like fly out and you're like, oh, fuck. And there's also another end for them to come out. Right. I would say kolaches are my favorite like all-in-one meal. Wow. Like period? No, no, no. Oh, to in be the dry. Car. Okay. And part of it is because in Texas, wherever you go, like on a major freeway, there's somewhere like a Bucky's or a Check Stop or mm-hmm. a Ruska's that like is selling them. So right. you're stopping and getting gas, getting that, and going on your way. Yeah, that's solid. We're not like trying to eat fucking car pie. Yeah, okay? I don't think you should be eating pie. Um, I don't think you should be like soup is a wild move. Soup is an insane move because like not only are you risking the transfer window. 
you're risking the braking and like acceleration part mm-hmm. of it. Like you can, it can be firmly in your in your seat, but if you brake too fast or, or accelerate too hard, mm-hmm. you're toast. What's your favorite car road trip food? Like snack or anything meal. Like what are you, if you're going to a gas station? What are you getting? If I'm going to a gas station, I'm doing barbecue Pringles. I'm doing cheddar chex mix. I'm doing a protein bar of some sort or crispy M and M's, the green bag. Okay. And a vitamin water. Okay. That's oh, my road. That's that like my road aggressive. trip. Okay. Not like maybe not all at once, but those are like what catches my eye. Okay. Used to be pop tarts too, but I kind of give up sugar. Not really, not really a sweet wow. tooth guy. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? Um, <laughs> Doritos of any kind. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Are you cool ranch or nacho? I I do not discriminate. Okay. I, I, I see. Both. I like that answer because everybody's like, ugh, like fuck, no, fuck nacho, I, fuck the red bag, fuck the blue bag. No, I will eat either one. I that's used fair. to be a cool ranch girl, then I was a nacho girl for a while. Mm-hmm. I will literally eat whatever flavor Doritos you can throw at me. Now they have like crazy, like like lime nacho. Yeah, and like I, the green. I'm and talking like bag. Cool Ranch or nacho, either of the spicy versions. Mm-hmm. I think I've said this before. Mexican Doritos <clears throat> fuck, and they are so good. Really, the Mexican nacho cheese Doritos are a different version of the nacho cheese, and the chips are a little bit more cardboardy, but the the spice is different, and mm-hmm. they are so good. Interesting. I'm gonna have to test that because yeah, when you go to Mexico, you get yeah. some Doritos. I literally mm-hmm. got some when we were in the airport because I was like, I love them so much. Perfect. Cabo Airport. Yeah. I will be getting Mexican, Mexican Doritos. Doritos. Also, shouts if I'm in the right area to get Voodoo chips or the Goat um, Ruffles. All Ruffles all dressed. Yeah. Right. If you haven't had those, they kind of taste the same, and everybody rides for either one. Yeah, I I haven't seen all dressed in a really long time, and I think. The last ca- time was Canadian, but they're Canadian, yeah. You probably saw them in Michigan. They were in Michigan, but I haven't yeah. found them in Michigan in like years. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is a bummer. Very much a bummer. So I awesome. fucked with all dress chips. I could do a whole bag of those. Um, I think we I think we nailed that question I think, though. I think we did too. I let's do the next one. Sally. Hey guys. Second time, long time. I'm getting married in March of next year, and we are doing a small destination wedding in Mexico. We're talking fifty ish people at an all inclusive resort. Period. I proposed, excuse me, I proposed to my now fiance in August of 2020, so it's been a relatively long engagement, but the wedding has been the words for some time now. As the world has been opening up, we've made new friends and also have rekindled friendships made in college. However, these friendships have gotten closer after we set our guest list and sent out save the date invites. We have uh we have saved a few uh for like add-ons. I'm trying to Read the sentence here. We've saved a few for add-on guests, but there are others that won't be coming. My question is, how do you navigate friendships when they are not coming to your wedding? Do you try to get ahead of it and tell them they're not invited and explain why with the risk of hurting feelings or just not talk about it and hope they aren't talking about it behind your back? Um, Uh-oh. This is easy. <clears throat> Who cares? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who cares? Okay. That sounded really flippant. What I'm saying is it's not your responsibility to like coddle your friends' feelings. Mm-hmm. If your friends are mature, they're going to understand that you are having a small wedding and that shit changes and it's okay if they're not invited. Mm-hmm. When Will and I got married and I invited, we had about 50 people. Mm-hmm. 
You were not there. Ouch. I'm just being I'm serious. Kidding. I know. Yeah. And but there, I was also like I kind of the similar situation where I was so new right. it to would, the French like, group. I invited on purpose like Will's oldest friends mm-hmm. and then my oldest friends, like my college friends, his high school friends. Mm-hmm. And it was there was a very clear line of like a cutoff. And I was like, okay, we're, we're stopping there. And there yeah. were people that we left out that I totally wish would have been there. And mm-hmm. afterwards kind of felt weird about. And then – Pretty much everyone was like, who didn't go was like, cool, let's yeah. celebrate you now. Like, guess whose feelings weren't hurt, Sally? Mine. Well, because Will also like Facetime. Oh yeah, I was the, the I was the only one to get a Facetime from the wedding couple from the not from the dance floor from the wedding suite. Yeah, at from our bed. Eleven forty five p.m. Um, and th- that shit happens, especially when you can only invite fifty people and part of it is your family. Like, mm-hmm. if your friends are mature, they're gonna realize that it. Shit like that doesn't matter. Correct. And I, if you want to explain to them, I think that's fine. But I don't think that you owe anybody an explanation. Um, I like again. This this all goes back to maturity. Uh, when I was twenty four, and one of my friends got married, and like she didn't mm-hmm. ask me to be part of her bridal party after she basically insinuated that I was going to be, I was like really butthurt about it. Yeah. And then as time has gone on, I'm like, that is so dumb yeah. that I cared about that. Right. Like, I will say that's that's like a, a level up from this where if you do need to tell somebody like, hey, I'm glad I was in your bridal party, but like you don't make the cut on mine, whether it's a numbers thing or whatever. I feel like that's like a shoot him a text or give him a call type of thing or her. But for an invite on a fringe friend who's new, it's like I don't think you need to give them a whole explanation. Right. And especially if it's small and they're new friends. I mean like – Right. They'll Dave understand. and Alyssa literally got married uh, the fall after Will and I started dating, and right after he moved here. Mm-hmm. And Will was invited, and I wasn't. And I was like, Alyssa like apologized to me about it recently, and I was like, I I didn't know y'all. Like, right. I, it's great because now we're like best friends. But mm-hmm. like, I'm not offended about a wedding that I didn't go to because I didn't know you. Sure. Like, it's it's okay. Um, and honestly, I think people understand shit changes. It sucks because I, you know, I think one thing about weddings is you want to invite the people that are really important in your life. Right. And that guest lists always get difficult because people, especially when you involve parents and they like want to invite their friends and you're like, I don't care about these people. I, that's such a, I, I, I don't know if I can say this point on air or off air, but like when, when the weddings are like over 50% like old people, yeah. that your friends, or your parents invited, I'm like, that kind of takes the the oomph out of the dance floor. Oh yeah, bit. no, it sucks. And okay, it, especially wanna, if the, your parents are the people paying for it. I don't know if that's a hot take. But, really difficult to yeah. like navigate that situation. But at the same time, the party's about you, and you'll still be friends with yeah, right, with these people. And if people care about not getting invited to a wedding, then you really need to like mm-hmm. evaluate your friendship with them. Maybe do a double date. Couples night out. We right, which like is like, a honestly, a couple friends that we um, were not able to invite, mm-hmm. who I think totally understood. Like, one of them, we actually, two different couples, we went to dinner with them afterwards and, like, yeah. celebrated. There and you it was go. Fine. Perfect. Yeah. That's that's the move. That's the move. You congrats know what you should be? Yeah, congrats on the engagement. Um, you know what you should be doing leading up to your wedding, though, Sally? What? You know, the, you know there's all the crazy things. You got the events. You got the invites. How about getting on a ritual? with our friends over at Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. 
Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. About that. Here's what you won't find, Sally. Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Get that stuff out of here. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy. They literally made it. So, like, you know how sometimes you get a vitamin, like, stomach ache if you're if it's on an empty stomach? Yep. Ritual's vitamins navigate, I don't know, like, four-wheel drive to the part of your stomach that's that's less sensitive. So you can take them on an empty stomach and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Coming from somebody who's done it plenty. Um, I like how you can also see their uh, their virtual supply chain. Like, you know exactly where your vitamins are coming from and what's in them. So you're getting some stuff from Italy, some stuff from Norway. It's kind of cool, actually. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use, like I said, to help fill gaps in your diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed, uh, delayed release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. So here's what you do, Sally. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering listeners of our podcast 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Randy to start your ritual today. Again, 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Randy to start your ritual today. I actually got mine in the mail today. Let's go. And I I pay for them. They're they are not a wow. promo of this podcast. You're, they're just that good. I just like them that much. I love it. I love it. How about a voicemail, Sal? Let's do it. Hey, Brett and Sally. So I just bricked my phone clicking a link on a not-so-wholesome website. And now my girlfriend's going to know how I bricked my phone. Do I actually tell her what happened, or should I not mention that? Thanks. Bye. So this dude ruined his phone because he clicked on a link while watching porn. And now it just doesn't work. It just gave him a virus? Yeah. And now his girlfriend's like, hey, why does your phone not work? Uh, I mean, what do you think? I think you gotta, like, yeah, just, just come clean. Be like, yeah, I clicked on a link that I shouldn't have clicked on, and guess what? Now my phone's broken. Unless your girlfriend is like super anti-pornography watching. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like, I don't know. I get, I think you have to broach that subject first, right? Like, hey, what if, uh, like, or joke about it? Be like, yeah, I watch porn sometimes here and there, or whatever it may be. Um, and if she's cool with something like that, then. Sure, it's fine if she's like very adamantly against that. Be like, oh, my phone must have gotten cold, or oh, babe, I dropped some some water on it today. My phone's acting crazy. Yeah, I mean, easy. This is like an easy white lie. I, to me, I kind of feel the same way. It's like if you are, I will say this. I I'm very comfortable talking about that mm-hmm. in my relationship. Like if I find out that Will's like masturbated or watched porn, I'm kind of like, okay. Cool. Yeah, like we don't talk about it all the time, but like he, it's not like <laughs> it's he not a daily occurrence. I'm not an idiot. Like I know that that happens. Sure. And so I, to me, I'm like, okay, whatever. And honestly, if this happened to him, I'd probably laugh at him. Yeah, you'd like, laugh. You'd be hilarious. like, what link did you click on, like, dude? You're an like, idiot. <laughs> like, but that's the type of relationship that we have. Sure. Um, I will say, I think I'm going to encourage people who are in relationships. 
that are intimate with each other that you should probably broach that subject because that is a whole other part of your intimacy and you should be aware that the other person is probably masturbating or watching porn or doing whatever Mm -hmm. it is to satisfy themselves. Um, And you shouldn't, uh, to me, I'm not offended by that. Like, right. I guess I'd probably be more offended if Will was like going to a strip club every Thursday. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a different story. Yeah, like, Sally, the wings, though, they're so good. They're so good. Uh, but th- so that's the type of relationship that we have. Sure. Um, this guy, like, if your girlfriend seems like she's going to be cool about it and this is a conversation that y'all might need to have, like, hey, I watch porn, like, then have it. But if you don't want to deal, like, if she's going to get really upset or offended or, like, hurt, maybe reevaluate. Like mm-hmm. your actions, not okay. I'm never telling anybody like you can't watch porn, but I am saying like if your partner is going to be really upset about something like that, then like that's a different conversation. Totally at first, like totally. you said, like you need to discuss that. Yeah, you probably should know what's going on in there. Or that you broke it watching porn. Watching porn. Um, Easy solution. But like community technology breaks all the time. You could be like email virus from work. Yeah. Dropped it in a puddle. Dropped it on the ground. Water damage. Just, yeah. Toast. Done. Unless now there's just like like porn just popping up on your phone all the time now. Yeah. I'm like, just like I dropped in ca- this puddle that caused <laughs> porn to come up on it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just communicate on that one. Get 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 with each other. Find your habits out. And be like, we're good on, we're good on those fronts and then go from there. Like, I don't think it's important for everyone to know every intimate detail. Like, but I do think it's important for people to be honest and open with each other about stuff like this. Like, if you're having sex with somebody, you should probably also know that, like, they are watching porn. Sure. And it might be helpful in the bedroom because then you know what people like. Right. It's it. Take it as a positive. Exactly. I'm not going to be all butthurt because, like, Will like to see somebody's boobs. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be so annoyed at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I know where he's coming from. No, I don't. He's it's, he's fine. He's fine. Everybody likes boobs. Everyone, who doesn't like boobs? Right. Let's do the next one, Sally. Okay. Hey guys, I'm halfway through grad school and feel like I'm basically wasting my twenties. Not professionally, of course. But I feel like my relationships are suffering from not having as much time or money to hang out with friends or to go on trips or do events. Do I really just have to pick one, fully pursuing my education and my career or maintaining my friendships? I've been this guy. Not necessarily the guy in the email, but I've been the guy who has more free time because I didn't go to grad school and been like, why, like... Why can't you just come out tonight? Or why can't we, like, the ski trip we've done for 10 years, you can't go because right. of this. So I've I've been on this side, and I've since grown up, obviously. But right. um, I get it. It sucks, but yes, you have to pick one for this short period of time. And mm-hmm. even if it's, like, for four years or whatever you're doing that's grad school, like, I mean, I think medical people know this very well, especially because... You have to do school and then you have to do training and all these things. Like that's a big sacrifice to do a career that you feel called to and that you enjoy and that will make your life better one day. So honestly, it does suck, but other people are going through it. And you have to remember that like 
There's always the flip side too. Like what if your friends who are asking you to go out are kind of feeling unfulfilled because like they haven't like taken a step in their career and they're wondering like, do I need to go back to grad school? Sure. And it does suck. Like I think having done grad school and I did it in my late twenties, early Mm -hmm. thirties, I made sacrifices, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do and that I was going to have a better life afterwards. Mm -hmm. And my friends were understanding, um, but it, it does take a toll on you because it's really hard to balance everything and you kind of have to put all of your eggs into the grad school basket and just go full throttle with it. Um, but it does make things hard. Sure. But I think, too, at the same time, like you said, Brett, like as people mature, they realize that they can't be the shitty friend who's not shitty friend, but they can't be the friend who's like right. upset when their friends have other commitments mm-hmm. like work or school or family, and that will all come with maturity. I, yeah. One like, and I think it's made me have more grace towards other people. Like I, I was the same friend, Brett. Like when I was in my early twenties, and some of my friends were in law school, and I was like, Ugh. again, like, like really, you, you can't test? come to this tailgate. Like yeah. it's Saturday. Like what do you, what do you need to study for? Or right, yeah. and. It's it's the same attitude I have when like friends weren't drinking and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how dare you not drink? Like you're not gonna be fun. Like, people have to live their lives and do their shit, and it, it does suck for the person in it. And so, c- good job on going to grad school. It is gonna suck mm-hmm. for a couple more years or however long you have left. Like, I think if you can make a point, like one thing that I did when I was in school, obviously like worked on my relationship with Will all the time. We were long distance, but like even with friends, Mm -hmm. like just kind of set a reminder to like text them, like text some of my close friends, like every few weeks, just be like, Hey, checking in, like hope everything's going well. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, not this grad school situation, but like I worked at a job where I was working a hundred hours a week, like Mm -hmm. nights, weekends. And I let friendships suffer because of that, like old friends and, and, old family and college roommates like i wasn't good enough uh, a good enough friend i would but you know what brett too people go through stuff and like you have to one two points like one it's friendships are a two-way street like it requires both people yeah so like if you think like oh i'm really slacking on my friendship well have they reached out to you and you just ignored them or like all right it would be it would be both sides of that right it would be reach out or they call me and i ignore it because i can't i can't I'm right. on I'm on a plane or whatever. Like, I had a job where I lost. Like, I, I was so tunnel vision, right, on what I was doing that I cut. I didn't cut people out on purpose, but I just right. I but then drifted. also, like the friendships that you value, and as you get in later in your life, the people that you stay close to. Like, I've had seasons with these friends where we were mm. really really close, and then we weren't, and then we sure. were really close again. And a lot of friends that I've had where. Maybe I was too busy during grad school or like even right now, like coming out of kind of the postpartum haze of like having a new baby. Mm-hmm. Like those are the friends that like you pick back right back up sure. where you left yeah, off. Exactly. And I think it is important to like make time for yourself, make time for your friendships, all of that. I'm not saying like go full throttle into one thing like grad school or work or even your relationship, your new, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. whatever. It's important to maintain a balance, mm-hmm. but it's okay to let one aspect of your life kind of take control for a little bit. Right. 
Absolutely. And it's it's like an end justifies the means, right? Like you mentioned, right. you were so focused on what your life would be after you were done with it and looking forward to that. Like that's the reason you're doing it, right? right? So that's that's something to be excited about and you're going to be able to pick up where you left off nine, 99 times out of 100, right? And so, I will say like technology more than ever has allowed people to like stay in touch. We have, I mean, I'm sure this is the same for you, group chats like text threads between friends that like i don't get to see in person all the time but we text like a few times a week so Mm -hmm. then like i feel like i'm still like catching up on their life Mm -hmm. and i know what's going on um and maybe we i don't i didn't get to go on the trip with them or like i one of the girls that i text pretty often in this group like i didn't get to go to her bachelorette party because i was in school you know we I, i still was in touch with them We've our friendship is totally fine afterwards. Right. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just I think it's a, a time in your life where putting your head down is okay, accepted. Right. Your responsibilities are limited outside of, you know, a few things, right? Whether it's school or work or a relationship or a dating life. It's not like you have a house and kids necessarily to look after immediately. Right. So it's and a time it's, in your life when you're so when normal this is to okay. have FOMO of like watching your Of course. Do yeah. Happen. Grass is greener. It's like, oh, what if I didn't do this? I could just Work and and hang out with my friends all the time. Yeah. Well, then, would you feel as fulfilled down the line if you didn't do exactly. what you really wanted to do? So, I don't necessarily think you just have to pick a one hundred percent of one or the other, but know that it's going to be imbalanced for a for time a period. Bit. Absolutely. Um, something I don't have a segue for. <laughs> okay. Is health insurance, <laughs> but our friends over at Crowd Health are helping you out. More than half of Americans are on a high-deductible health insurance plan on the hook for thousands of dollars of deductibles, co-pays, and sky-high premiums. For many people in the U.S. concerned about the cost of health care, there are no good options. You either go uninsured or pay through the nose for a high-deductible plan with questionable coverage, all because of a broken health insurance system. It's like being stuck with an outdated cable TV plan and not knowing about Netflix. Well, here's where we can help. Crowd Health is not health insurance. It's just a better way to pay medical expenses. It's a community of people who are tired of paying for a broken system, a place where you can get a simple, flexible, and affordable way to pay for your health care. Being in the Crowd Health community can save hundreds of dollars monthly and put thousands of dollars back in your pocket. It's flexible. Membership is a monthly subscription. Start or stop when it's convenient for you. Simple and transparent pricing, customized to fit your needs, Crowd Health lowers your monthly health care costs, and you can see any doctor you want. Just get on their app, find any nearly or nearly any doctor in the country, ranked from one to five stars, scan bills, and throw them away because Crowd Health takes it from there. You press a button too to receive virtual health care anytime, anywhere. Here's the secret. It's a community of health conscious members who want to get and stay healthy in return for lower prices. It's a great system. CrowdHealth gets rid of the insurance middleman and passes the savings on to its members. And 100% of your monthly membership pays for actual health care costs, helping the whole CrowdHealth community stay healthy while keeping more money in your pocket. Here's the offer. It's amazing. CrowdHealth is able to offer amazing prices because of its community of health-conscious members. But for a limited time, our listeners get their first month free. And here's the kicker. After you've been a member, uh, a CrowdHealth member for for a while, we'll include a free fitness wearable 
Nice. That's 30 days to try risk-free plus the fitness wearable. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com slash fit and enter code MAIL at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com slash fit. Use promo code MAIL at sign up. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a community-powered alternative. Terms and conditions may apply. How about a voicemail, Sally? Yo, this is Cynthia Matt. Do you just fill the dishwasher up all the way, or do you, like, fill it up just enough to where, like, you fill some space and then run it? Bye. Simple question, Sally. Are you filling the dishwasher up to the brim, or do you just do you just kind of run it on a whenever-you-think-it's-fine basis? Um, I think we're fill-to-the-brim people. Okay. So you're, like... It has to be filled to the brim before you're letting it rip. No, I mean, um, we fill it pretty full. I will say we do a lot more dishes because of Fritz. Mm, that's true. That's true. Um, and for a while, I think Will has spoken about this on different podcasts. We were like only a four-place setting house, which was. <laughs> I remember you told me about, or Will told us about this. Like, I was like, really of all pathetic. of all the families. That I would not expect to be a four-place setting family would be you two. Well, I think the issue was that I bought four-place settings worth of plates and silverware when I went to grad school. Mm -hmm. And I was living alone. And then when we moved in together, we just, like, never bought more plates. And we were, like, engaged. (laughs) So I was like, oh, like, someone will gift us some. And then we never registered for anything. Right. So then we just, like, kept waiting to buy new stuff because we were like, well, we'll buy stuff when we, like, get a house or whatever. So we honestly had to run the dishwasher out of necessity because we'd never had clean dishes or silverware. <laughs> so we would like be full with like all of our plates and dish and mm-hmm. silverware and then we would have to run it. Um now I just got new plates and Wow. Plates. Yeah. And actually I kind of ditched the conventional thinking here and I like oh. really like our setup. So before we had like the big plates, the little plates, the bowls, whatever. Sure. I eat, I would say, 80, maybe 90% of meals out of a bowl. Like, <laughs> I just... Salads, soup, cereal. No, but, like, I just prefer for shit to be in a bowl. Like, I don't like, like, moving shit around on plates. Like, okay. We have, like, a I, no, steak you know or something. I hear you, yeah. If I think I actually once thing. tweeted this and Will was like, you're so lame. But I'm like, unless it requires me to cut something with a knife, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick it in a bowl and eat it. Because I like it's an easier receptacle for me to like move around. I also like eat most of my meals on my couch in front of the TV. So I'm, you don't want the you don't need the plates to be a, I don't a danger. Need to be, yeah. yeah. So we got eight dinner plates because Will doesn't even Will thinks salad plates are too small. And I was like, we don't need salad plates. We got eight. Large dinner plates. I, I can got, see Will being at the store like, we don't need those, Sally. Yeah. And you being like, oh, No, I, I ordered, mean- the, ordered these crate and barrel curbside pickup. It was awesome. Then I ordered like okay. eight low salad bowls, like really like wide ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I got four like little cereal bowls. Mm-hmm. The little guys. The perfect Annie's mac and cheese, like, one serving exactly. guys. Exactly. Yep. And then I got something that crate and barrel just started doing called a meal bowl. Oh. These things are like huge. And you can just like, because sometimes we just do like either like giant ass salads, like a bunch of stuff in them, or like like a 
you know, like a bowl situation where it's like a sweet potatoes and like quinoa and some protein and whatever. And you just like throw everything into Totally. This. Yep. So that's our new dishware situation. I got all new silverware. We have eight place settings. It's great. I'm, so I'm ha- hey, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. We don't have to do the dishwasher as often. Uh-huh. Because like be environmentally conscious, people. You don't need to be washing the dishes like every day. That's true. It's a lot of water. That's that's very true. Or you're like me and you're just kind of kind of lazy and you're just filling that sucker to the brim before you have to run the dishwasher. Unless I've made something like a chicken or a steak and I'm like, that's going to be nasty and smell and well, you, I, that's why I run it. good balance because you don't want to leave it in there so long that it starts like stinking really bad. Correct, yeah. And you don't want to be washing so often that you're just wasting water. Mm-hmm. But are you a scrub your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher guy? Or you a, just like sticks food straight in there. No, no, no. I'm a rinse guy. Like it's got to be, it's got to be doable to, for my. Like, oh, I, like I, I, I treat my dishwasher nicely. I did. I I don't scrub necessarily, uh-huh. but he, they they're getting a good rinse. No, I like my dishes are basically clean going into the dishwasher. Okay, the dishwasher is like for sanitation purposes, essentially. That's fair. That's fair. Obviously, like more of the drink receptacles and stuff, but like mm. I. Plates are clean when they go in. You scrubbed right off. Plates and bowls. I do you do like I put pretty much everything in the dishwasher. Like I I don't hand wash anything. Like if I use a a, a pasta spoon for pasta sauce, like that's going in the dishwasher. Oh I'm yeah, I'm really washing. bad about that. Okay, like, but that's what fills up my my dishwasher quicker. So that's why I don't feel as bad running it. The one thing that we hand wash are are. Like really nice knives, like our butcher yep, knives yep, and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Wine and glasses and too. Wine glasses, yeah. which it's totally dependent. The only wine glasses that we hand wash are are ones with like really long stems because they break in the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah. You really got to be careful with those. But like, by the way, kind of a pain in the ass. I think y'all have the longest wine stems I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is like a thing that I'm, that's them. coming back to me now. I remember Will like pouring me a glass of wine at your house. We started with six and. Or maybe eight, and we only have three now. <laughs> they're like, they're like funny long. They're... No, okay. We also thank you, Crate and Barrel. Uh, they are called. Oh, I have to look up the title of them. But if you Google Scandal wine glasses, because mm. in Scandal, Olivia Pope, aka Carrie Washington, drinks wine from like hilariously large glasses that have like an insanely long stem. Yes, I bought those. Yeah, and will. <laughs> despises them <laughs> he hates them so much because they are like it's a crazy long stem and like mm-hmm. you can just break one like by looking at it the wrong way so yeah. we broke like two or three in our last apartment and then i think we broke one recently and they're like dangerous because they can just like puncture you they're spears yeah <laughs> uh here actually i'll just google what the, uh, we do need to get new wine glasses but i okay. like firmly believe i like a a stemless a lot Sure. Normally, but That's I what do I go like, um, like to have a stem when I'm feeling a little fancy, mm. you know. Or drinking red because you're supposed to drink red with the stem because it doesn't heat up the wine too much. I didn't even know that. So that's why, when you hold a wine glass, you're supposed to like pinch the stem. Uh, the more you know, Sally. Another thing we do actually that really also makes mad, will mad is that I got. All of our shit is from Crate and Barrel or CB2, but CB2 has mm-hmm. these like just very thin glass, little tasting glasses, oh, and okay. I drink wine out of those now. Very fun. Okay, they're called the Camille Long Stem Wine Glasses. If you... You heard it here first. It's these ones. <laughs> yeah, hilariously long. 
Randy's not a wine guy, so. We also have some really fun martini glasses from them, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. My, I was thinking martini. I'm thinking, I need, like, you know the margarita glasses at, like, LT that have the blue rim uh-huh. and, like, are the cactus? Yeah. I need some of those. See, we, I bought, um, our martini glasses are from CB2 as well, and I didn't do, like, the regular martini. We did, like, the coupe glasses. Yes. Which I like better because I, I do too. I feel so less dangerous. Like you're gonna yeah. like spill it everywhere. Yep. Um, personally, I drink margaritas out of a tumbler, but it is fun to have some like really catchy ones. Mm-hmm. I love those, and I feel like actually a great place to get those is like in Mexico. Very true. Yeah. Very and authentic. And authentic. Um, so you're endorsing wine glasses, Sally. I have something to endorse on my end here. Okay. And that's our friends over at Roman. Wow. When the moment for intimacy arrives, guys, you need to be Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy that moment when that moment comes. Even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some sort of erectile dysfunction so that's why we're going to GetRoman.com slash mail in now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. The benefits of VD treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman Ready is confidence personified, Sally. It's the self-assurance that comes with knowing that you've prepared yourself for the moment when intimacy arrives. Roman Systems also completely confidential, totally discreet, no big logos or labels on packages at all. So your partner's not like, dude, what are you doing? What do you, what do you need? No, no, no. Just it's, it's about you and Roman. It's a personal relationship that you can t- continue for years, absolutely years. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional, like I said, will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Again, just go to GetRoman.com slash mail-in and complete an online visit. ED doesn't have to be scary. If you can't get it up, get with Roman. Easy as that. Simple as that. Go to GetRoman.com slash mail-in today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control. This fall and holiday season, be Roman ready. Sally, I have a shower thought. I have some too, so I will only do one though. Okay. But you go first. I'll go first. Are you familiar with the game uh, Fuck, Mary Kill? FMK for short. But with other stuff? No, this is. we're just going to go straight, straight back to the roots here. Okay. FMK. Okay. The holiday season is upon us. I've seen the commercials, and the domain has their Christmas decorations up. It's beautiful. I'm trying to put mine up this weekend, and Will says we can't do it till Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm so a Saturday after Thanksgiving guy I'm myself. I'm going to do it this weekend. Okay, well, agree well, to actually, disagree. Well, they're in Georgetown, but I am going to do it soon. My question or my game. Ready? Uh-huh. Fuck, Mary kill. Christmas decorations, Christmas music, and Christmas movies. Oh, shit. FMK, Christmas decorations, Christmas music, and Christmas movies. And with Christmas movies, I'll allow like the fringe ones, i.e. Harry Potter, i.e. Die Hard. Or like the Hallmark Channel? Correct. I Okay. Okay. 
this is gonna this is hard for me, but I'm going to fuck Christmas movies. Ooh, okay. Because your girl loves a Christmas movie. Okay. And I'm talking the shitty ones from Hallmark. Yep. Like me Lily and, and I you would, should, oh, me and grandma watch though the the shit out of those. I noted mailbag listener Nancy DeFries and I <laughs> uh watched some Hi, Mrs. DeFries. major Hallmark Christmas movies when I was home when mm. we were in Michigan like a couple of years ago over Thanksgiving and Will was like so annoyed and they are so cheesy but oh, yeah. they're great like they're terrible but great Lily also loves them and Lily actually texted me recently because we are all on YouTube TV and she's like YouTube TV doesn't get Hallmark we're gonna have to subscribe to the app <laughs> in a couple months <laughs> so I was like okay just let me know what your password is <laughs> uh and so, you know, they're a little enticing. I'm I'm glad to have them during the holiday season, but I'm not trying to have them like That's the same I I'm I am also fucking Christmas movies. Yeah. Because it's it's a it's a once a year thing for me. Uh oh. I'm gonna marry Christmas decorations. Wow. Yeah. This was tough because I love Christmas music. Mm-hmm. But I can live without it. Okay. Like at Christmas, I do love Christmas music. I actually really will play Mistletoe by Justin Bieber, like that whole album, whenever. Sure. But I, to me, it does not feel like Christmas if there are not decorations up. Like I really love, Correct. and I do think like a couple of years ago, Will and I didn't put up a tree, and I think it was because. We were like, I was graduating school and then we were going on our big trip. And so we were like, we're not going to put anything up because like, we'll just be gone for most of the time anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And that honestly year was kind of a bummer. It felt like it wasn't that Christmassy. And then last year we put up a tree, like our first tree and we had all these ornaments and like, we really like did it. And it just feels like I love walking into my parents' house when there's like Christmas decorations up. I just, I love it. Like I even love like, Going to the mall when there's Christmas decorations. Absolutely, yeah. Or, like, we were in London right after Christmas and all the Christmas decorations were still up. And it's like, it makes you just so amped. Mm -hmm. And it evokes a feeling, I think, that is more powerful than Christmas music, which is why I'm marrying it and not Mm. killing it. And then I'm killing Christmas music. Very, like, upsettingly, like, accidentally killing it and not on purpose. Like, not a murder, but, like, an accidental, like, manslaughter. Okay. That's, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. I'm not, that's tough. Yeah, it was hard. I'm also marrying Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. You went the same way that I did. But I'm switching my answer for fucking. So I'll get to that in a second. Okay. I'm marrying Christmas decorations because when the tree is up and the lights are on yeah. and the lights, your house lights are off and you get that glow on the wall, that is, we talked about porn in this episode, that is porn to me. Yeah. When I'm yep. watching that thing, I'm just like... Can't get better than the glow on the wall of the tree. And that goes back to like when I was, I don't know, three. And something I think that you experienced mm-hmm. that Will also experiences that I never did as a Texas child is snow. like the snow on oh. Christmas lights. Sally, it's gorgeous. When yeah. when there's a blanket of snow on top of lights. Yeah. Gorgeous. I've I, never experienced I can't that. wait. I mean, I, I have wait. experienced it having gone to Michigan now, but like mm-hmm. That was not part of our like regular. I know. Yeah. And a lot of people in Texas do they do they do lights big like they yeah. like to do the big you know. Oh, somebody on our streets already like gone way intense on the lights. There really? was like trucks putting them up the other day. 
Yeah. No shit. Good for them. They do the orbs. Yep. Will and I always yep. love joking about like what the trendy thing is in lights. Ooh. Because like, okay. you, you know, you'll like notice one house all of a sudden like has it and you're like, oh, okay. And recently it's like the big light balls. And mm-hmm. we're like, Will and I are always making a joke like, who do you think like the first person on the street was? Who was so, the like, influencer? Everyone else was yeah. like, oh, I need the orb. Give me some orbs, you guys. I need yeah. the orbs. <laughs> <laughs> I need the orbs now. Yeah. Honey, get me an orb. Get me. Remember, remember icicle lights? Of course. Yeah. Remember when that became trendy and like everyone yeah. had Yeah. And they then they like you then they would flicker later on. Yeah. And they truthfully, would, yeah. I'm not a huge icicle light fan. I'm I not think a... there is a time and place. Mm-hmm. You have to do them correctly. Sure. But I'm more of a classic girl. Like I want, you know, me too. The big bulbs. On the edge of the house, obviously sure. white only. White outside, colored's okay inside. Well, and I think colors are okay on like trees and stuff if you like want to wrap a tree in colors. Yep. But I don't like, I like the white big bulbs on the roof. If you're going to line a house, yeah. you go white. If I'm doing a blanket on some shrubs, I'm going white. If I'm doing a spruce tree in my front yard, I'm doing big bulb colors. Okay, I like that. My mom, um, it does all the trunks of our trees in colors. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And one year we had to straight up have an intervention because she only wrapped the trunks like two feet high. We're like, this looks like stumps. Oh, we no. got to go way higher. Oh, no. Like, I know that you don't want to like get up there in the oak tree and like go way into the branches, but you got to at least like go full. There's a, there's a right way to do it. You got a full, <laughs> full trunk. Yeah. You can't do half of it, like a quarter of a trunk. Correct. That looks lame. Like, that's no full, effort there. Full trunk. Yeah. And branches if you're feeling dangerous. Yeah. Or your light budget is high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like mine will be. And I'm just going to be like swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah. I do have a lot from last year though. But now I have a big place to decorate versus yeah. my last one. And I think I want to go like 17 foot tree. I don't know how I'm going to do it. We have like a six and a half foot tree that's pretty thin because it <clears throat> will like fit into our apartment. And I think we're going to keep that one this year and wait to get a, get a new one. I got you. Um, so I'm marrying Christmas decorations because... I think about them all year, every year. Okay. I'm um, fucking Christmas music. Oh, I thought you said you were fucking I wa- Christmas I was. movies. Oh, you changed it. Okay. I changed it because I didn't want to be the same as you. Oh, okay. So I'm fucking Christmas music because it's like a new, so it's an, it's like an old fling for me uh-huh. because it used to be the OGs, right? You know, the, you know like the, the Frank Crosby's. Sinatra, Bing, Bing Crosby, right? Those are like so nostalgic. Now I'm like trying to change my answer. But the new, the, my new thing, my new flame that I like to have, you know, I like to F uh, for a couple months out of the year is like Christmas cocktail jazz, oh, like acoustic piano Christmas songs, acoustic guitar Christmas songs, um, like saxophone Christmas songs that have no words to them necessarily. Yeah. But they're the... Now I'm just thinking of the Charlie Brown, Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. And like... I listen to that whole do, album do, do, while do. I study for finals. Bum, it's like bum, my bum, yearly bum. tradition. Oh, man. Do, 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 this is a hard do, do, do. one. I might have yeah. to change mine again. No way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you did Hallmark once a year. You you killed no, them. You like, killed them accidentally. Hallmark, Hallmark is like not even comparable to like a good. Oh, yeah. You ever like sit in a, a cozy like cabin or a cozy restaurant mm-hmm. that has a guy playing like a baby grand piano Christmas songs? Yeah, that's oh. oh man. That is why that's my F and I'm killing begrudgingly Christmas movies. I'm sorry, Christmas movies. Also accidental. Okay. What's your shower thoughts? My Sarah? shower thought is let me 
go back to my notes app because I, I kept a couple of these. I'm going to just pick the best one, I think. Um, okay. Here's a thought I had actually the other day because we got home from Mexico. And I like mm-hmm. walked into my house and I smelled my house. And I was mm. like, oh, okay, that's not bad. Did you ever, you remember when you would go over to people's houses? Everybody's house had a smell. And everyone's house had a smell, and mm-hmm. you obviously didn't know your own because you were used to it. And did you ever like freak out and think, like, what if our house is like a weird smelling house? Absolutely. Like terrified that yeah. our house was the bad smell house. And you don't know. I have no idea. You don't know what your like essence is because mm-hmm. you're in it. Right. All the time. What is your, was your house like? Did, the, did you have a good smelling house? I hope, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you could tell. I mean, I guess like I, I'm gonna. I might ask my friends tonight. Be like, "Hey, was my house smell okay?" I'm gonna have to ask somebody. But why is it so? But you unique? know what? Going home to my parents' house now, mm-hmm. I think it smells good. So you're probably okay then. Right. It's probably similar. Although I do think it changes. Right. If you move to a new house. Well, but my parents have lived in the same house. Oh, since so you're the, the whole time. Yeah. But so, it probably changes too if you don't have like five smelly kids running around. Also true. I I would assume mm. that Will and I. Like house apartment smells good because we like do obviously yeah are pretty involved in the scented candle game, <laughs> but like obviously pretty involved in the scented candle game. But like I don't fun. know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I've been over to your place. I I there's no like. I when I me. when I walked in, I was like, kind of smells like laundry detergent, but like in a mm-hmm. good way. Correct. Like bounce dryer I think sheet that might play a big role in it. Right is what, what detergent, detergent and dryer use. sheets you're using because it's on clothing, then it's on like your sheets and stuff. Yeah, on yeah. sheets. That's probably the answer. I just had right? like one specific friend. I was over there at their house a lot when I was little, and like didn't smell. It didn't good? smell bad, but mm. it just didn't smell great. Like not fresh. Right. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah, like old houses, you can tell they smell old. They smell yeah. like old people. Yeah. And then, like, new construction obviously has, like, the drywall smell that I'm obsessed with. Like, concrete and drywall. Ugh. You know what I'm saying, Randy? Concrete and drywall. Okay, I have one other thing to add. And this is not a shower thought, but this is just, like, a little, like... A shower aside? Like, I'm just going to say it. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Do I what? Do you wash your legs in the shower? Like, do you scrub your legs or do you let gravity method... No gravity method unless I'm shaving. I'm a gravity method. Oh, too. no, no, that's not true. Oh. Really? I, I'm a gravity method, I think. If I'm like loofahing, which is like most okay. of the time, yes, I'm okay. washing everything. Okay. But if I don't use a loofah, I'm like mostly just like splashing soap like yeah. all around it's my the body wash, like and yeah. then gravity method. Which like happens when I'm in a big rush or like with Fritz. Like okay, I'm like, that's fair. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Okay. This is a total aside. This is just a little like, hey, everyone. I recently just signed up to, um, do you know what Be The Match is? Uh, I've heard of it. Okay. I don't, uh, give me, the, give me the, the idea. So it's a nonprofit that basically matches people uh, with, so they're people who are diagnosed with blood cancer, leukemia, lymphoma, mm-hmm. um, basically can get bone marrow to mm. help cure them right um some people need bone marrow transplants i took care of a lot of these kids when i worked in the pediatric icu um and there is a national bone marrow registry so basically what you do is you swab your cheek 
They look at your DNA, they decide what type you are, mm-hmm. and then they can match you with people, especially children in need of stem cells, bone marrow, et cetera. Very cool. Um, so it costs nothing to sign up. You sign up, they send you a kit, you swab your cheek, you send it back. Then most of the time you just sit there and they don't ever even contact you, but they can if that you happen to be a match mm-hmm. for anybody in need. And a lot of times it doesn't take a big procedure, maybe a bone marrow um, aspiration, maybe just stem cells like mm-hmm. blood, et cetera. Sure. Um, Anyway, I recently signed up okay. and was thinking about this today because my kit got lost in the mail, so they have to send me a new one. Mm-hmm. But everyone should go to be the match.org, register, literally costs you nothing, and you could be saving a life. Um, there are tons of people out there. I think it's like every three minutes somebody's diagnosed with a blood cancer. Mm-hmm. So everyone, please go to be the match.org, swab your cheek. I love it. Be the match. Good.org. Get a cheat swab done and save somebody's life potentially. Possibly. Or just sit there and be in the registry. There you go. Unfortunately, mine would just be like queso and buffalo sauce. And they'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're a match for nobody. Yeah. Um, I will do that, Sally. Thank you for that. And that's going to do it for us in the mail-in today. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Me too. Randy, thank you. We have to end right now because we're at 69 minutes. Oh, subscribe, rate five stars, review, tell a friend. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Maryland Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeVries on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brad Merriman at Schmerriman, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.